The following sermon was delivered by Rev. Laurel Gray at the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. This is We Go On Loving by David Rico. What makes us human beings so uniquely wonderful in this puzzling universe is that we never give up on love. Against all odds, with no guarantee of being loved in return, out of the hate and hurt so often handed us, in the face of the sad suffering history has let us see, we go on loving. What deep respect we deserve for this capacity of ours to make love out of anything, and to let it last. I had a funny conversation with my mom, who was also a Unitarian Universalist, after the Article 2 recommendations came out last year. She was particularly uncertain about the idea of having an ethic of love at the core of our principles, because it felt wishy-washy to her. She explained that she was the generation of Woodstock and free love, so the word love felt sort of fluffy to her. And I, in turn, was baffled because I was trained by liberation theologians for whom an ethic of love meant risking their lives to stand up to colonial powers and working to reorder the world with a vision of justice and a practice of empowering the outcast. So those are two very different definitions of love. And once I explained my definition, my mom had a sort of, oh, that makes sense response to this idea of holding an ethic of love as the heart of all that we do. Because what is democracy? What is searching for meaning? What is tending to the inherent worth of humanity without an ethic of love? Our principles fail and fall apart if we don't root them in fertile ground. But what is love, right? What does it mean to say that our ethic, the moral principles that govern our behavior, what does it mean to say that our ethic is one of love? So let's consider some definitions. The Dr. Cornell West said that justice is what love looks like in public, just like tenderness is what love feels like in private. So that's one, justice. If you remember in November, we talked about redemptive suffering theology, and the authors of the book I was referencing, Proverbs of Ashes, talk a lot about love being counter to redemptive suffering. The Reverend Dr. Rebecca Parker put it this way in her book. This is her definition. Love is neither transcendence nor undifferentiated union. Love is the wisdom of life that knows when connection can heal and when separation will make life flourish. Love is the capacity to use the powers of holding on and letting go in the service of life. Love is capable of detachment as empathy, differentiation, meaning knowing that we're separate people, as well as union, hierarchy, as well as mutuality. Love is the guardian of powers. Love directs the use of specific powers in response to particular circumstances for the sake of creating, sustaining, or healing life. To love is to choose life. That's from Rebecca Parker. 
So what does it mean if our fundamental moral principles are defined by love? Here's another perspective. This one from author, educator, and social critic Bell Hooks in her book All About Love. And here she's addressing this idea of love as an ethic specifically. And I particularly appreciate that she addresses the joyfulness of a love ethic, because so often we think about ethics and moral principles as rules that limit and sort of scold us. And she says that's not so when it comes to a love ethic. This is Bell Hooks. Commitment to a love ethic transforms our lives by offering us a different set of values to live by. In large and small ways, we make choices based on a belief that honesty, openness, and personal integrity need to be expressed in public and private decisions. Living by a love ethic, we learn to value loyalty and a commitment to sustained bonds over material advancement. I know no one who has embraced a love ethic whose life has not be become joyous and more fulfilling. The widespread assumption that ethical behavior takes the fun out of life is false. In actuality, living ethically ensures that relationships in our lives, including encounters with strangers, nurture our spiritual growth. That's bell hooks. So a life that is more joyous, more fulfilling, a, more, a world tra transformed by integrity and care. These are the features of a love ethic. So often this time of year, is dominated by the pressure to make New Year's resolutions, right? I'm sure you're all surrounded, like I am, by these suggestions of how we can improve ourselves. And too frequently, those ideas about resolutions are fundamentally about making ourselves smaller. But what if we shifted away from individual self-improvement and focused instead on rooting down into our deepest values so that we're not improving ourselves but rather aligning with ourselves and our shared humanity. When I shift my own internal voice from a kind of scolding, do better command, and instead try to align myself with my deep deepest values with, for me, it is a love ethic. It feels like spaciousness and care instead of scolding and restriction. Now, maybe a love ethic isn't quite the language you'd use for yourself, even as our tradition moves in that direction. So what is the ethic at the heart of your life? As you begin this new year, I invite you to wonder about that, to get acquainted with the deep knowing at the heart of your being, to maybe put some words to it, or see if you can feel it in your body. Feel when you're living with integrity and when life is pulling you off center so that the path back to the place of alignment is well-trodden and familiar, so that we can find our way home to the place of spaciousness and joy, so that we can continually begin again in love. Amen and Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.